0: Ben, please stop staring out the window. We got a show to do.
1: <laughs> Sorry, come on. Man. True story. I was looking out there, just looking out the window. That is like, where are you? Where are
0: you? Oh, my coworker, guys. <laughs> just looking out the windows. Is that a hawk
1: I see? Oh, no. <laughs> How's that fire verse. pit
0: going, by the way?
1: You know, we got the fire pit. We Hell haven't yeah. started it yet, but we're going to use it. All
0: right. It's one of these days. Yeah. One of these nasty. Nice- okay well you're getting ahead of yourself here you do have a song of the day um any fire pit tips you have on the live stream chat or you can send us an email bennyjshow at gmail.com send him ben's way i'm sure he'd uh, like to get some fire pit tips okay your ben jarofsky show for thursday november 19th is brought to you by the chicago reader For the latest in what's really going down in Chicago, check out the Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com, and subscribe to the Chicago Reader to help support this podcast. And today's Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Your song of the day. Mm. (laughs) I've never heard the... Come on down to my boat by Every Mother's Son. Oh, come on.
1: Come on, when I do this, you'll know it. Come on down to my boat, baby. No, <laughs> don't recognize Come that on one. Come on down so we can play <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst songs of the 60s. And now it's on my mind. It'll just sit in my mind, lodge there for
0: 24 hours. Yeah. All right, yeah. Let's redo that. Anyone else on the live stream chat have a song? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Ben Jarovsky <laughs> Show starts now. It is Thursday, November 19th, and live from my apartment and his attic, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, it's our Chicago Raider colleague, Maya Duke Masiva, And now your host, Chicago Raider columnist, Ben Jarofsky.
1: Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Take Notes Mike Thursday. And here's why. So today's paper's filled with headlines about the ongoing scandal involving our favorite House speaker, Michael Joseph Madigan, chairman of the Illinois Democratic Party. And as I said, speaker of the House and the Democrat, the Republicans in Illinois love to hate because he's such a useful tool in their effort to turn Illinois from blue to red. Dems, I hope you're paying attention to this. We'll have much more details later in the show about the latest scandal engulfing Michael Joseph Madigan. But the Tribune headline tells it all Madigan ally, others indicted. The ally being Michael McLean, a former legislator, close friend and ally of Michael Madigan. All these people are accused of funneling money from Comment to various consultants. And on to allies of Madigan, so it's a way to run, the, like sort of an under-the-books op uh, patronage operation, which favors the boss's pals. Chicago politics at its scummiest. And of course, Republicans are outraged. Outraged, I tell you. Like Jim Durkin, the state rep from DuPage County, leader of the Republicans in the House. He says the indictment showed Democratic Party under Madigan is a, quote, Corrupt organization that has run its course. Subtext, we used Madigan to beat the fair tax and Judge Thomas Kilbride. Now we're going to use him to go after J.B. Pritzker in 2022. Hope you're paying attention, Dems. Meanwhile, up in Michigan, Donald Trump is playing a game of corruption that Michael Madigan could only dream about. Trump's openly trying to steal an election. And what does Durkin or Darren Bailey or the Tribune editorial board or any of the other Republicans in and around Illinois have to say about it? Nothing. How about another song from the 60s, D? Silence is golden. But my eyes can see. Show's (laughs) over, guys. We're done. We're done. (laughs) Calling it a day. (laughs) Republicans out there. I know you're not. I know you see it. I know you see what's going up in Michigan. You may not talk about it. So let me help you out, Republicans, since the cat seems to got your tongue when it comes to corruption by your party. A few details you need to know. Joe Biden won Michigan by over one hundred and fifty-five thousand votes. He won 51%, and young Donnie won 48%. That means Biden wins in Detroit. Joe Biden beat Donald Trump by 221,000 votes. So here's Donald Trump and his allies. They're, hello, how can we win Michigan? What do we have to do to win Michigan? I know, ding, a light goes on. We gotta do what we can to throw out all the votes that came out of Detroit. Then you can move 16 electoral college votes from Biden to Trump. The key body in all this, is the Wayne County Board of Certifiers, which must certify the votes. I know these are details and it's complicated and that's why it's so hard to follow politics, folks. Details, details, details. Anyway, Detroit is in Wayne County. Wayne County Board of Certifiers must certify the votes. There are two Dems and two Republicans on that board. Monica Palmer and William Hartman are the names of the Republicans. Remember those names. On Tuesday... The Dems voted to certify the election results and the Republicans voted not to certify. A tie means no certification. The mo- a case moves to the states. Republican member Monica Palmer offered a compromise. She said, I would be open to a motion to certify communities other than the city of Detroit. Oh, like, what kind of compromise is that? What did the Dems get out of that? let's see. We throw out all the Democratic votes and keep all the Republican ones. Mm, Not quite seeing what we get out of that. Here's my counteroffer, Republicans. I'll agree that you decertify Detroit if you agree to decertify all of Texas except for Austin. That sounds fair to me. So you end up getting the 16 electoral college votes from Michigan and... And Dems end up getting the 38 Electoral College votes from Texas. As long as you're just, like, playing election games like it's Monopoly. What the heck, huh? Why can't any Dem think like that? Wait. The drama in Michigan is not over. Residents of Detroit pointed out the obvious. There's no evidence to warrant a non-certification. It's just a backdoor attempt to keep black people from voting. Okay, you couldn't stop black people from actually casting a ballot but discarding their votes is the next best thing. Under pressure, Monica Palmer and William Hartman flipped. They'd been up and they voted to certify. But wait, the drama's still not over. That night, Donald John Trump called Monica Palmer. Yes, the President of the United States called a state official or a county official in charge of certifying the election. And according to Detroit News, Monica Palmer said she did not know how long the phone call with Donald Trump lasted, saying there was a lot of stress and adrenaline that night. Quote, he was checking to make sure I was safe after seeing and hearing about threats and doxing, Palmer wrote in a text message. Well, that's really nice of Donald Trump to show concern from a a relatively unknown bureaucrat in Michigan. Of course, he had a different reaction when Michigan militiamen were arrested for plotting to kidnap Michigan's Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer. Then it was more like, well, she kind of had it coming because of her stay-at-home order, just saying.
0: That's one hell of a tongue twister, Michigan militiamen. I know, it's tough. I
1: put MAGA in that. I originally had MAGA. (laughs) Michigan militiamen MAGA wearers. That's tough. So after calling Monica... Trump called William Hartman, the other Republican member. That's somebody we call them both. Oh, William
0: Hartman. I thought you said Tom Hartman. No. Uh, <laughs> beats. Hi, I'm Tom beats. Hartman here. Hey, quick question. You like gold? <laughs> can you imagine if Tom Hartman
1: were underweight? It'd be in the bag for the Democrats. Uh, Trump can call Tom Hartman all he wants. But William Hartman's a different animal. Well, uh, sure, daddy, whatever you say. So, <laughs> all right. So follow me on this, folks. First, Monica and uh, Willie voted to uh, not certify. Then they flip flopped and voted to certify. And then, after a phone call from Donald Trump, they voted to, they asked to rescind the certification. So if you're keeping track at home. It's like, no, yes, and now no. And I make fun of myself for flip flopping. I'm Michael Joseph Madigan. Bye. <laughs> Just did that for Dennis. He loves it when I do the boing boing.
0: Oh, I'm not the only one, all right? <laughs> Come, coming soon, boing boing boing, boing, boing t shirts from the Ben Jarofsky Show. <laughs> That's actually not bad.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine the outrage from Durkin, Darren Bailey, Tribune Editorial Board, and Rob Rogojevich, the public faces of the Illinois Republican Party? If Michael Madigan were to call the election boards throughout downstate Illinois to get them to decertify Thomas Kilbride's decertification vote? They'd be foaming at their mouth. <laughs> Madmen. Oh, the hypocrisy of Republicans. Dems. The only Democrat in the state of Illinois who plays the game like Republicans is Michael Madigan. And that is why Republicans are so eager to get him out of the game. We got a great show today, everybody. Maya Dukmasov will be here.
0: We, Maya, Maya, Maya! Yeah, yeah. let's go. table's so hard, the, the monitor's blurry now. Oh, there we monitor. go. Oh, excellent, it excellent. That's a things to do Ooh. in the coming weeks. Get a new monitor, and it'll have a camera. Okay, I'm moving up in the world, Ben. You love the people so much, you know. You know they love when you hit the crap out of your table. You know, you just you're a man of the people.
1: That was a little too hard, though. I think now you're all blurry. Oh, God. Anyway, Maya will be here. We'll be talking about our show coming up at the hideout. And we'll be talking about the she wrote an excellent article featuring Michael Girardi. And we'll be talking about that a little bit. But before we do that, before we get into all the politics, the man from Alton, Illinois, that Michael Girardi, Maya Duke and Monica Palmer from Wayne County all agree. <laughs>
0: He's best known as Dr. D with the news. How's it going, guys? Uh, <laughs> oh, and along with the new Bindrowski Show Boyo yo yoing t shirt, a fundraiser <laughs> to get this guy a new damn computer.
1: Monitor. It's been explained to me that I need a new monitor. Let's eh, go ahead and so- get both. You know what I mean? Someone explained to me. I don't even know if this is true, by the way. I'm Now I'm quoting stuff. Good God. I'm like a MAGA hat wearer. Someone told me something, so I'm just saying it's true. That
0: the key is the monitor. The camera's in the monitor, not the computer. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't. I don't, but you were talking oh, about, like, oh. viruses and stuff like that. Let's just go ahead and get a new computer, you know? Look,
1: Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on i design computers.
0: All right. Let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. And yes, we're going to unpack the latest on Madigan Gate, the time utility bigwigs ComEd admitted to arranging jobs, contracts, and payoffs to associates of Democratic Illinois House Speaker Michael Joseph Madigan. But... <laughs> Before we do that, let's begin in Chicago. The road to 26, but technically 25, continues. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is now just a few city council votes shy of the goal as she looks to approve her 2021 budget plan. And Ben, why is it uh, again technically 25? Well, (laughs) as we all know, uh, in case of a tie,
1: the mayor casts a deciding vote. But for some reason, everybody goes, they go, she needs 26. Can she round up 26? I don't get it. I'm like, uh, I'm like the guy in the back of the classroom with his hand in the air. And the teacher's, yes. What do you want now? Uh, Well, I read the rule book, and technically, all she needs is 25. Ah, shut up. Stop asking so many questions. (laughs) By the way, the tribunal, give him credit. Clearly. They know that. Wait, where's my paper here? Is that yesterday's paper? Oh, you're, no, that's
0: today's paper. Your computer screen's uh, messed up. Can't find your paper. My goodness. Let's, let's try
1: Wait, hold on. I just want to say. Yeah, wait, we got to give a shout out, a little love. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, here we go. Uh, Asked Wednesday whether the council might deadlock a 25 for it against the budget next week, forcing her to break the tie, Lightfoot declined to speculate. It's like like a badge of shame if she has to vote. You know what I'm saying? Dave? Like, oh, that's why she needs to. It would be horrible. She wouldn't look all powerful and mighty. Oh, why that's right. beneath her. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh my God, what an embarrassment and a
0: humiliation. Go up. for it, Lori. All you need is twenty-five. I'm, you don't need twenty-six. I'm glad another form of media is saying twenty-five as well. Everywhere you go, it's twenty six. You're a little nervous. nervous. Oh, just because Ben says it doesn't <laughs>
1: it's true. Yeah. Like, hey look, the tribute. Yeah. Must be true. It was in the tribute, D? <laughs>
0: On Wednesday, the Finance Committee approved the $195.7 million revenue package, including a $94 million property tax increase, and that gave her 21 more votes. The final vote goes down two days before Thanksgiving when the city council will decide. The Chicago Sun-Times and Fran Spielman spelled it out for us in her piece last night, saying with at least 20 potential no votes, she can't afford to gloat. She'll run through the finish line and keep lining up votes until the full council meets two days before thanksgiving to make sure there's no 25 to 25 deadlock requiring her tie breaking votes (laughs) what do you care (laughs)
1: sorry What does anyone care still be a budget they didn't care about that in, in national politics right now the dems are begging begging Georgia voters to elect two Democrats, so it's a 50-50 tie in the Senate. And then Kamala Harris decides. Do they care? I know, D. I know it's a small point. I know. Get over it, Ben. It's a small point, but it says so much about Chicago.
0: Sorry, D. Never get over it, all right? That's great content for our show. Please, never get over it. Come on. (laughs) All right, now we do have some quotes from the mayor after the Finance Committee gave her revenue package the green light. Quote. We've done a lot of work over these past couple of weeks, listening to our colleagues in city council, listening to our partners in organized labor, (laughs) and and the changes that have been made to the budget over time really reflect reflect that listening, that learning, and that partnership. Lightfoot said the relative ease with which her revenue package and massive borrowing cleared its first hurdle shows a majority of aldermen understand their responsibility to, quote, meet the challenges that this very difficult (laughs) year... As president, I'm ma- sorry, man. The mayor went on saying, quote, our residents expect us to lead. They expect us to step up and make the hard decisions, particularly in difficult times like these. I'm grateful. We take nothing for granted. We're going to continue to work hard. We're going to continue to listen to our partners in the city council.
1: I didn't mean to laugh at Lori's remarks, but it's like when they do what she wants They're being responsible, that's the part that made me laugh. Well, good. They're responsible. They're grown-ups are mature. They're not children and babies. Like, it's a childish thing to go against her. You know what I'm saying? That's that Chicago mentality, folks. The mayor is the adult. The mayor is the grown-up that we look to to lead us. Everybody else who dares to criticize the mayor is a child, an infant, a baby. Weeh, take your pacifier. <laughs> So, you know, well, I'm glad they were responsible. They did the right thing. Man, it's just like one mayor to the next. Sounds just like Rom. Sounds just like Daley. They all learned it from Daley. We learned it from Daddy Daley. Yes, the you know, responsible alderman. I don't know, D. I, I, I have to tell you, man. The way we do things in the city of Chicago. By the way, it's just a punt budget. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's all this is, folks. Lori Lightfoot, Ed Burke. Ray, Ray Lopez Sue Sedlowski Garza Carlos Ramirez Rosa None of them really have an idea Of how to raise the money they need to pay all the obligations Now while we're in the middle of a pandemic I mean I give Carlos He probably comes closer than anyone else Because he's got progressive ideas But those progressive ideas won't pass Because most of the Are afraid of raising taxes or rich people So no one knows what to do So they, they, what they do pop. Let's, let's put this off Until tomorrow, (laughs) tomorrow. next year, let's hope the feds kick in some money to us. Let's hope they get, you know, a vaccine. And then we'll have the money that we don't have now. So we'll borrow money now. Oh, but that's the responsible thing to do. That's punt. Put off till tomorrow. That's the responsible thing. But of course, when they give the speech at the, uh, at the beginning of her term, she said, never again will we kick the can down the road, <laughs> which is something Rom always used to say, no more kicking the can down the road. Daley used to say, hey, I'm kicking the can down the road. That's my daily imitation D. Of course, nobody remembers him, so you, you, you won't realize what a brilliant imitation that was because nobody remembers the guy. So it looks like more kicking the can down the road. From our leaders in Chicago.
0: All right. Shout out to the live stream chat. Uh, Doogie's giving you some advice here. Uh, He said uh, he heard that, you know, your monitors acting funny. He said uh, to fix that, just wiggle the cord in the back. All right. Just wiggle the cord, Ben. (laughs) Wiggle that cord. Uh, I'm not going there. Wiggle the cord. Sounds obscene. All right. I I wasn't thinking that. It's it's an old uh, Ben Jarofsky show joke. Just jiggle the cord, man remember yeah no i remember the joke and that's generally how i fix things but i'm a little worried like doing
1: it in the middle of the live show like what if the whole thing just crashes i'm not touching anything okay yeah
0: please don't uh once again the final vote goes down two days before thanksgiving ben uh you think that 25 25 tie is going to happen what do you think is going to go down here i kind of hope
1: it happens oh i want it to happen I really want it to happen. So then Chicago must confront the fact that life goes on with a 25-25 vote. And maybe we could, you know, it's just like, it's funny watching Chicagoans as they confront things differently from the way we used to do it. So for a long time, it took Chicagoans a really long time to realize that we have a runoff system for electing mayors. Because we've always just, you know, rubber stamp the daily. Oh well he's daily's running. We gotta vote for daily. His name is Daily Ben. Come on, vote for daily. You don't want Chicago to be like Detroit, do you? Vote for daily. So, you know, all of a sudden in 2015, Ron didn't get over fifty percent of the vote. Chicagoans wake up and go, Oh my god, we have a runoff system. So now Chicagoans are gonna wake up one day, D, and realize, wait the mayor can just pass a t- budget with a 25 25 tie she doesn't need 48 votes it's not like a macho contest with mayor Rom and mayor daly so yeah i'm rooting for 25 25 and then she has to cast a deciding vote and then i get to read all the articles and all the mainstream papers going what a humiliation it was for mayor Lori lightfoot There was nothing like this ever in the days of Mayor Rahm. (laughs) Like anybody would want it to go back to the days of Mayor Rahm. Say this about Lori Lightfoot. She may not get 48 votes uh, from the Chicago City Council, but as of yet, I know of no evidence that she concealed evidence of a murder, which Mayor Rahm did, if you recall. So I'm just saying, folks, I know the bar is low when it comes to comparing uh, Lori to Rahm, but I'll take the 25-25 tie over the 48 to 2 votes, in a heartbeat, over concealing evidence of a murder. Go ahead, young man.
0: By the way, no public events scheduled for Mayor Lightfoot. How did you go from sharing stories over the years to deciding (laughs) to write a book? Good question, Mayor. Good question. (laughs) All right, let's talk marijuana news. We have another recreational cannabis license debacle to talk about. So far, it's been a hot mess for those who don't know, Illinois has put together a lottery system for awarding licenses to potential recreational cannabis shop owners. But so far, the state hasn't technically been awarding the licenses with the ability to pay for and enter more than one application into the lottery. And they're kind of selling the cannabis licenses and leaving people who aren't rich enough to buy like 30 applications in the dust. Now, we have someone who claims to have a problem with the applications process, but after you hear the story, you may just realize that the application process had a problem with him now ben you already know this but at the chicago sun times when it comes to marijuana he's on it The following comes from (laughs) Sun-Times reefer writer Tommy Two joint Shuba. The Shuba headline reads, pot firm tied to fading Illinois political dynasty claims it lost out after state mishandled its application. His name's Bill Falwell. He's suing the state and federal court for allegedly failing to even grade its application to get a lucrative dispensary license. The suit filed Tuesday in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois claims the partners in E.D.B.Q. LLC, when is this, Sesame Street, have repeatedly and unsuccessfully requested their application scores from officials in the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation. The agency tasked with doling out pot shop licenses. If the application had been scored, the suit holds that E-D-B-Q would have likely received all available points and become a finalist to open a dispensary. While the lawsuit frames many of the current finalists for the next round of pot shops permits as politically connected insiders, this Falwell comes from a family that traces its roots to DuPage County's original settlers and has sent members to Congress and state legislature. All right, now here's where it gets weird. Shuba took the deep dive on this Falwell feller and learned that Illinois Republicans pulled their support for Falwell's congressional race over posts on his campaign's Facebook page that appeared to support conspiracy theories about the 9-11 terror attack and the 2012 Sandy Hook Mass School shooting. More recently, Falwell has used his personal Facebook page to boost unfounded claims about election fraud and the coronavirus pandemic. Just last week, he posted an alarming caption alongside an article about the far-right Proud Boys' plan to attend the recent Million Maga March. And Falwell wrote, in all caps, just let us know and we'll be there. Armed. Ben Jarofsky, your thoughts. Wow! first of all great story tom shuba you
1: are really on a roll tommy of course the one we talked about uh, earlier in the week having nothing to do with reefer about uh mayor old man mayor daly's what is it great grandkid uh check out that uh riff i went on him about that uh, that story is uh <clears throat> old man daly a racist that was the issue uh, there uh this is uh, more evidence as if more evidence is needed that legalizing cannabis in the state of Illinois, uh, which was largely intended to eradicate the wrongs uh, created by the war on drugs, is benefiting people who are of the party that waged the war on drugs. More hypocrisy from the Republicans. More hypocrisy from just just white people in general. Be I. I mean, I. I don't want to say that, but it's just like the whole war on drugs. The whole way in which we made it seem as though smoking marijuana was the absolute worst thing they could do, and then as soon as it gets legalized, Republicans, who are leading the charge in that, are running out to get licenses to sell marijuana. It's so blatantly hypocritical. And again, one more time, Republicans, you're mad at Michael Madigan? This guy Falwell, what a joke. And when you read the details of Tommy Shuba's article, you could see that he... His firm did what they had to do, plotting, you know, placing people who were either um, veterans or black in positions that looked like they were in control of the company. So they would, the company would be the beneficiary of rules that grant uh, extra points to veterans and black people. Sounds like a front operation to me. Now they're suing. Now they're suing the state so that they get to the front of the line. I don't know, D. I, I, I wish the case gets thrown out. I hope they just start all over again with the awarding of the licenses or just increase the number of licenses that get awarded because this is so unfair and so blatantly hypocritical uh, of, well, just the Republican Party in this particular case. You know, never, never did any lifting whatsoever in the fight to legalize marijuana, in the state of Illinois. I just want to remind you of that, in fact, they fought it. We made fun of Bruce Rauner endlessly back in the old days at the radio station because he was parading up and down the state, saying he, under his tenure, they would never legalize marijuana because he knew what a danger it was to the state of Illinois. All the kids in Illinois. Remember, he went down the state radio station. One of my favorite Bruce Rauner clips. And was the, the host was the one who compared the state with the state will be a dealer. Oh my state would be a dealer. Like what what is the state now like uh, a moonshine operator cause we legalized alcohol? You could buy bourbon or something? Does that make us moonshine operators? Is the state like uh you know, numbers takers cause we have gambling in a little? all up in arms about uh, legalized cannabis. And now, lo and behold, the Fallwell family, anybody who's above the age of 50 knows all about the Fallwells from DuPage County. Very prominent political family out there, very conservative family out there, very tied in with the Republican machine. Yes, DuPage County, you had a Republican machine. Democrats uh, moving uh, into DuPage County is under cut the effectiveness of that machine, but you had a machine out there with Henry Hyde and Pate Phillip and Lee Daniels that was every bit as notorious as the Democratic machine in Illinois. So the Walls were part of all that, now that the front line gets uh, the reefer licenses. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, wait, better make sure we get rid of Madigan to
0: to clean up corruption in Illinois. (laughs) Uh, On to the state news today. Our Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker will be at the Thompson Center at 2.30 for his daily COVID-19 update. Quick highlights from Wednesday's COVID-19 update. Hey, you still thinking about having a family get together this Thanksgiving? Yeah? Well, you better cancel it. What are you, a monster? And according to J.B. Pritzker, too many people still think that COVID-19 is a hoax. Doctors and nurses tell me that some people who come into emergency rooms with COVID, sometimes struggling to breathe, are screaming at hospital workers about how the disease is a political hoax or some sort of hospital profit scheme. It's beyond tragic for all involved.
1: It is beyond tragic And I just, I don't want to get too serious here But uh, a dear friend of mine, one of my best friends Got COVID uh, And Dennis knows him, he's a friend of Dennis too He's going to be on the show today Later today we're going to do a, a, a drop on the, My beloved Bulls and their draft uh, So I just want to give a shout out to my dear friend Norm Dunbar And Norm, we're praying for you, hope you're feeling better uh, He uh, just told me I hadn't heard from him in a while D, And so, uh, you know He says he's feeling better he sent me a text, but it was pretty rough. So it's rough going. It's no hoax. And uh, shame on the Republicans out there for perpetuating this notion that somehow it's a hoax. Uh, anything to re-elect Donald Trump. That's really perhaps the most disgusting thing they've done, most shameful thing they've done uh, in this. Well, it's, it's, there's a lot of competition in this 2020 year. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to briefly say uh, all my love to Norm. And we're rooting for you. And um Hope you get better real
0: soon. All right, now let's talk Madigan Gate. We have two stories here, and we begin with last night's work from the Sun-Times, John Seidel, Mark Brown, Rachel Hinton, and Tim Novak. Federal prosecutors marched deeper into House Speaker Michael Madigan's inner circle Wednesday, charging longtime confidant Michael McClain and ex-ComEd CEO, oh boy, I'm going to butcher this name, <laughs> and Pramagiri <laughs> in a bribery scheme designed to curry favor with the powerful Southwest side Democrat. Also named in the 50-page indictment are ex-top ComEd lobbyist John Hooker and Jay Doherty, the former president of the the city club, which by the way, Ben went to. I talked to Ben to go to a city club meeting. We have the certificate oh. to prove it, man. Signed by Doherty. Yeah, yeah. And Doherty was accused of helping to funnel hundreds of thousands of dollars to three people with ties to Madigan's 13th Ward. By the way, none of that went to Ben, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, All four are charged in a document that also makes frequent references to ex-combat executive Fidel Marquez, who has already pleaded guilty to bribery. And it repeatedly mentions public official A, who is not named, but is clearly identified as Madigan. Joseph Fitzpatrick, a spokeswoman for U.S. attorney John Lausch, said the investigation that led to Wednesday's indictment, quote, remains ongoing. McLean, 73, Premaguri, 62, Hooker, 71, and Doherty, 67, are each charged with bribery, uh, bribery conspiracy, bribery and willfully falsifying ComEd books and records. Oh, boy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> By the way, the the one thing I enjoyed out of this is they're all older than me. <laughs> you see, I'm the oldest guy, but boy, well, hey, I feel pretty young. I'm a spring chicken compared to the guys who are going down in the Michael Madigan, and Commonwealth Edison. Scandal. Yeah, what a scandal this is. This, this is classic, you know, for years and years. Uh, powerful Democrats like... Michael Joseph Madigan, uh, to, to, to have power, what they do is just, you know, hire their, <laughs> their cronies, friends, uh, and uh, acolytes, put them on the payroll, and then insist that at election time, go out and harvest that vote. Uh, and a whole series of successful anti-patronage lawsuits have just undercut the effectiveness of patronage, the old-fashioned kind of patronage uh, in Chicago and in Cook County and the state of Illinois. Republicans did it too, folks. Just to remind you, we were just talking about the wells of DuPage County. Pete Phillip, man, it was the tollway authority. They called it the Taj Mahal. Isn't that funny how the Republicans just like forget the, the scummy stuff that they do? They're just so outraged by Michael Madigan. Yeah, the Taj Mahal. I remember the Taj Mahal. It was the tollway authorities, headquarters out in DuPage County. They had so many crony, they had so many patronage hacks, like down in the basement, filing papers. Yeah, Republicans played that game too. But anyway, a whole series of anti-patronage uh, rules have undercut the effectiveness of political patronage, of traditional political patronage in the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois. So they got a little more creative, D. <laughs> well, you got to give Madigan credit, you know? You stop me here, I'll do this here. So apparently, allegedly, D allegedly got that. Oh yeah, don't forget that word. Oh, that's always allegedly. Allegedly, (laughs) they cut a deal where Commonwealth Edison (laughs) gave money to various consulting firms or law firms, what have you, and that turned around and hired cronies of Madigan. There's some great quotes. I don't know if you're going to get into the great pre-show planning. So yeah,
0: yeah, just you know, let's. Madigan has responded I have the press release and we're going to read it but now comes the question we always ask on the Ben Jeronsky show when it comes to Mike Madigan press releases did Mike Madigan actually write it Ben what do you think oh no way oh <laughs> uh, no come on no that's always the answer no, my good friend Steve Brown my good friend
1: you know what They should just let Steve be the public face. Steve should talk you know what Steve would not like Pull a Wizard of Oz stunt, he'd be out there facing the cameras. So yeah, I my if I had to bet money in Vegas,
0: this press release was crafted by our old friend Steve Brown. All right, Madigan said in a lengthy Two-page statement today. And guys, don't worry. We're not reading the whole thing. <laughs> no,
1: I want to hear the whole thing from start to finish.
0: <laughs> Feel free to do that at <laughs> capitalfax.com. F-A-X like a fax machine. Rich Miller's the man. Uh, the indictment. Okay, this is uh, the press release. Here we go. The indictment returned Wednesday does not allege any criminal misconduct on my part. I have not been accused of or charged with any wrongdoing. If they even harbored the thought that they could bribe or influence me, they would have failed miserably. I take offense at any notion otherwise. To the extent anyone may have suggested to others that I could be influenced, then they, too, were wrong. Had I known about it, I would have made every effort to put a stop to it. If there was credible evidence that I had engaged in criminal misconduct, which I most certainly did not, I, <laughs> I would be charged with the crime. But I have not. And with good reason, because there's nothing wrong or illegal about making job recommendations, regardless of what people inside ComEd may have hoped to achieve from hiring some of the people who were who were recommended. The truth is that I never engaged in any appropriate or criminal conduct, despite baseless speculation alluding to the contrary. I have always gone to great lengths to ensure my conduct is legal and ethical, and any claim to the contrary is False. I have always steadfastly worked to build a strong Democratic Party and House Democratic Caucus in an effort to help the hardworking people of Illinois.
1: Well, having heard that, uh, I stand by what I said. I don't believe he wrote it. Uh, it sounds like a committee of people wrote it. and Then he edited it. I think uh, I'll bet you anything Steve uh, had a hand in it because the most creative aspect of the whole sentence of the whole uh, statement that you read was the sentence where he used the word harbored. I think Steve Brown is probably the only guy who could have figured that one out because he is a pretty good wordsmith, Steve Brown. So I think Steve Brown wrote it uh, with assistance from some lawyers, and Madigan weighed in there. Well, put this in there. Put that in there. Uh, mention apples. No, just kidding. Uh, and um, so wh- what can I tell you, D? I- I'm just going to repeat what I uh, said at the outset. What he is accused of doing, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, what he is accused of doing, in my humble opinion, means he should step down on his own as a Speaker of the House and not put us through all this stuff. It's one thing not to be, uh, to be innocent of the charges, and it's another thing to be a, what? To allow yourself to be the tool with which they destroy the party and the unions and the laws and, that you love. I just, I feel for the good of the party, he should step down. Uh, it's kind of how I felt all along on this one and I'm torn on it because he did stand up to Rauner, but I'll just repeat this, putting guys on the payroll through Commonwealth Edison. Uh, what's worse that or like calling the jurors who decide your fate and get them to flip their votes, which is what Donald Trump did in Michigan. So, like, there's so much corruption, there's so much scandal in our country, in our city, and our state now. It would be really great talk about, like, this country coming together to attack COVID. Like, what if the country came together to attack the scandals and corruptions and the overreach of powerful people? Why must it be that Republicans only care about these things when they can nail a Democrat and are nowhere to be found? When it comes to nailing it, I will not drop this. I'm not going to sit there, D, and just pretend like Michael Joseph Madigan is the only corrupt person uh, in the country of the United States right now. Just as I'm not going to pretend that Democrats are the only one who play patronage games. And I do not believe, and I'm with Madigan on this one, that Commonwealth Edison had to put anybody on the payroll to get that through Springfield. They had the votes, Republican and Democrat, to do that. Commonwealth, I can't recall, I've said this before, I've ch- asked my listeners, anybody could come tell me when Commonwealth Edison lost a key vote in the State House because Republicans win against them. I can't recall it. So... This is like another example of powerful people trying to curry favor with Madigan because that's how they play the game. And this has been going on for a long time. It's powerful property owners downtown play this game. That's why they hired Ed Burke. That's why Donald Trump hired Ed Burke. You feel this is what you have to do in Chicago. Guys, I got it. I've said this many times. You didn't have to hire Ed Burke for your property, Texas. You didn't have to hire Michael Madigan for your property, Texas. You probably could have got hired Dennis,
0: and he had have gotten you that tax break. He's a smart
1: guy. Hey, how's it going? figure it out. You we'll figure, figure it out. We'll figure
0: it out. You know? It may take like four or five tries. We'll get there. I don't even think it would take that. I think one try, he'd figure it out. Yeah, you fill this
1: form out. You did. Not that hard. I mean, I couldn't do it. I'm bad at math. and You know, I get all mixed up with the dyslexia, but he's pretty good at this stuff. So I just think that uh, a lot of hypocrisy here, D. A lot of hypocrisy uh, with this Michael Madigan, this crusade to save the state of Illinois from Michael Madigan and leading the charge. I love it. Blago. (laughs) That's hilarious. The Republican Party, they're outraged. They hate corruption in the state of Illinois. By the way, the most popular man at Republican Party fundraisers, Rod Blagojevich. I'm a Trump. I want him to run. D. That's right. I want him to run. Blago, please run for governor as a Republican in
0: 2020. Please. I don't do think that. he can. Right. Wow. Change the
1: freaking law. Let's <laughs> quick, Let's call Pat Whalen. Yeah,
0: we can't even get Zoom meetings. We're going to get the guy who was in jail back as governor. Okay. I think we should call
1: the uh, utmost authority. On the legalities of what you can and cannot do in the state of Illinois, one Patrick Whalen, star of the FanDuel commercial.
0: Okay, so with the latest information we have, let's find out who's on or off. (laughs) there is a bus parked outside a bus waiting to roll over our democratic house speaker mike madigan we already have a handful of democratic politicians on the bus waiting to get this show on the road including senators tammy duckworth and dick durbin and our illinois governor jb pritzker I don't know. Maybe they jumped on board a little too early. The jury's still out. But, Ben, uh, I do see a few of our friends of the Democratic Persuasion waiting to jump on board the bus to get rid of the speaker. So let's get them on. Ben, could you please watch your feet? Oh, sorry. All right.
1: It's... Oh, I got, I got stuck in the door. Hold on, D. I get get my out, out of the way. It's 57th
0: District <laughs> Representative Jonathan Carroll. That's hey! it. And 62nd District Representative Sam Yingling. ah, Welcome aboard, guys. (laughs) In a short but sweet press release, take notes, Madigan, both Yingling and Carroll said, quote, future of the Democratic House caucus. This year has presented us with many challenges, and we have always put the betterment of the people of Illinois first. We want to see our caucus go a new direction with different leadership. Therefore, we will not be supporting the current speaker for the 102nd General Assembly.
1: Yeah, well, they have to do that because they live in districts where Madigan is exceedingly unpopular. I believe Carol's from Northbrook uh, and Yingling, I want to say is from like Lake County. Uh, So there are areas where uh, Michael Joseph Madigan is not popular and uh, they would be in a lot of hot water. Uh, if uh, they were to continue to support him. And this is what I was saying earlier in the show. I said it the other day. You Democrats out there, you think Illinois is just going to be blue forever? You're young. You don't remember. It used to be a red state. It used to be a swing state. But for many years in the 80s, Republican governors, actually from 76 to I think 2000 was Republican. 2002 was Republican governors uh, in the state of Illinois. I think it went for Bush. Daddy Bush in 88 As recently is 88, it was red So it's not going to stay blue forever And Michael Madigan Is a very useful tool He's exceedingly unpopular In suburban districts They hate him downstate They don't even know who he is, they don't like him They saw a TV commercial, Ugh, I don't like him anymore uh, I don't like him I don't know who's more unpopular downstate Pritzker or Madigan Dennis, your humble opinion Who is more unpopular downstate Pritzker or
0: Madigan? Talking to me? <laughs> I don't know. Who do I what are you, like? what are you uh, Robert De Niro? You talking to me? You talking to me? <laughs> uh, who's more popular downstate, Pritzker or Madigan? No, unpopular. Oh. Unpopular. Well, they, they, hate really they hate them both. They hate them both. Madigan's been oh, around longer, so I guess, you know, it runs a little deeper.
1: Well, they don't have Madigan sucks signs. They have Pritzker's sucks <laughs> signs downstate. So anyway, he's a useful tool. You know, and he won't defend himself. He, he issues two-page press releases to defend himself. Donnie's in. Donnie Trump get, gets it down to 140 characters in a tweet, which he just sends out every two hours or so. Got MAGA just doing whatever he says, like a yo-yo, going up, going down. That's MAGA to Donnie. But, so this Wizard of Oz thing doesn't work in the 21st century. Two-page press releases written by a committee—you know, of the, the speech writer, the publicist, the lawyer, the guy walking down. Hey, could you help us? You, you, at the, at the porta potty, come in here and help us with this press release. It doesn't work anymore, and he's a very effective tool for the Republicans. And yes carol and yingling they could be in trouble in the next election if they were to be too closely aligned with madigan democrats out in dupage county could be in trouble if they're aligned with michael madigan we bring heidi henry on this show all the time who fought the good fight as a new deal democrat out in the hinterlands in the boonies i hope heidi's listening she just loves it when i call her area of the boonies she fought the good fight and she was undercut to a large degree because people in red areas really do not like Michael Madigan. They don't really like John Cullerton either, the old president of the Senate. They don't like Democrats in general. And it was a Madigan is so unpopular because Rauner and Ken, Kenny G spent millions of dollars to turn him into a caricature. So, yes, the pressure's on. I'm surprised it took him, D. That, well, it just shows you how much power Madigan has over these Democrats oh, yeah.
0: that it took him this long. So, how do you think uh, Pritzker and uh, Durbin and Duckworth are feeling about their decision? You think you think uh, they're feeling comfortable with it? Yes,
1: they're feeling. They had no choice. They run statewide. See, a lot of these Democrats, the way it's done, Madigan has a huge hand in uh, drawing the districts. So he draws the districts in such a way to maximize the Democratic vote and guarantee as much as he can that uh, his caucus members win so that he gets to lead the state house. That's how the system works. No, really different, by the way, than what Republicans are doing in Wisconsin and Michigan, ladies and gentlemen. So don't act like Democrats invented this thing or the only ones who practice it. So that's what that's how it works. And so to a large degree, statehouse Democrats are dependent on Madigan because he literally draws the districts that they live in. But. The district's. Are drawn in such a way, yes, to maximize Democratic vote, but there's a lot of Republicans in those districts, and there's Democrats who don't like Madigan. Like those North Short Democrats don't love Madigan. So at some point they have to decide between their loyalty to the speaker, the man who essentially wrote the map that enabled them to be victorious, or their loyalty to themselves. <laughs> And guess who's going to win in that one, D? <laughs> hmm, I think I'll go with myself. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not surprised I, that they finally spoke out. Took a little while. Yeah, Elena Hampton, somewhere, somewhere. Elena Hampton is probably opening a bottle of champagne. She said all this two years ago,
0: D. Oh, my God. She's uh, been on the bus forever. Yeah, she, she was the first one she on. driving the bus. Oh, my God. Yeah. Elena uh, right,
1: Hampton and my old friend Joanna Klotsky I think Joanna is like you know Taking tickets on the bus <laughs>
0: <laughs> And finally Benny J, we've been waiting A long, long, long Time for this And to be honest, well this is Somewhat of a special moment for me Ooh. Another state rep Has, desi- has <laughs> decided to join us on the bus I say us, but I'm pretty sure you're off at the moment I don't know, we can't tell anymore where the hell you stand on this But Ben, another state rep has joined us. We've been purposely needling him on the program for months. And right now he's outside waiting patiently with his AirPods in his ears. wonder what he's listening to.
1: That's some alternative music from the 90s. No doubt. I know. I am more Wilco.
0: I love Wilco. More than likely. But Ben, get your flip-flopping ass out of the way. <laughs> By God, it's the tallest man in Springfield, Democratic state rep, Will Gazzardi. I knew you'd come around, buddy. Oh, hey, hey, your seat's in the back. Here's the press release from Gazzardi. In the back. Not a front seat, sir. You're in the back. Here's the press release from Gazzardi. In so many ways, our state is at a crossroads. We face unprecedented political, economic, social, and public health crisis, and they are compounded by Illinoisans' lack of faith in our government to lead our state fairly and ethically. The charges announced last night only confirm what we already knew, the old ways of doing business in Springfield will not be adequate. To rise to our present challenge. I sat in the back. Sit in <laughs> <laughs> the back. All the way in the back. Sorry, guys. Gazzari's Give me an aisle seat, Elise,
1: so, you know, you can stretch out. All right. right.
0: You get an aisle seat.
1: Sorry. By the way, just a technical correction here. Much uh, technicality. I'm not sure he's taller than Michael
0: Frerichs. Just saying. I don't know. I don't That's know. Good. Jury's still out, buddy. All <laughs> right. Frerichs a tall guy. All right. right? Let's get let's Big get guy. back to the Gasardi statement here. The oh, old sorry, ways man, the old <laughs> ways of doing business in Springfield will not be adequate to rise to our present challenges. We will need new transformative leadership to meet this moment. I join many of my fellow House members in asking Representative Madigan not to seek reelection as Speaker of the Illinois House. If he does, we will not be voting for him. And without our votes, we do not believe he will have the requisite number to be reelected as Speaker. It is time for our House Democratic Caucus to decide on new leadership for the 102nd General Assembly. This is a historic moment, and I look forward to the discussion with my colleagues on a transformative new direction for our caucus with Gazzardi that now makes 15 state reps asking Madigan to resign and 15 state reps on the bus Ben I guess we just got one final question really here you on or off bud
1: Uh, right now uh, I well uh, let's see where was I last time I think the show we, don't we don't know. We don't know. I think already on this show, I've said three times he has to resign. But, you know, what the heck? Let me flip-flop another time. <laughs> oh, what
0: a Stay, weird. never
1: leave, Michael. I'm with you to the end.
0: <laughs>
1: Come on Downs. You got to bite the bullet. I know it's tough. I know you want to I know he drew the district for you. I know he found a nice aid for you. I know he got a parking pass for you. I know he showed you where the copy machine was. I know he shared his apples with you at lunch. Okay. But sometimes you got to let it go. My God, I think about it. Like even the Bulls, my beloved Bulls, fired Jerry Krause. Oh, sports analogy that's left all my political listeners. Uh Every now and then, like the Cubs and Theo Epstein parted ways. If we're lucky, the Bears will part ways with Ryan Pace. Every now and then, you just got to let it go. All powerful people. City of Chicago finally let it go with Richard M. Daly. But well, he gave up. I guess we'd still be electing him. I like Daly. I, I, I just I think he really cares about us, Ben. But, but uh, so you got to let it go, guys. And Will Cazardi, let me just tell you, D, I remember I remember when young Will Cazardi came to Chicago, he's, I think he came from, don't quote me in this, deep, but I think he came from North Carolina. He, he rolled into Chicago one day, I think I met him was like 2011, and he, he ran against uh, Tony Berrios, Joe Berrios' daughter, and he was the crusader, the young reformer, running in uh, Logan Square against the machine, and all the hipsters out there were like, oh, we don't like the democratic machine. And they voted for Will Guzardi. He did not win in that first election, D, but he kept running, running against the machine, running against the machine, running against the machine. The Berrios machine must go down. And he defeated Tony Berrios and he was elected. And the hipsters rejoiced. They drank. What do hipster beer? What do hipsters drink? What kind of beer? Like hipster beer.
0: Yeah. And IPAs that two-hearted bass or whatever it is that stuff. And
1: what do they listen to? What music do they
0: listen to? Their hipster music? you know. Listen, I'd like they to keep should. hipster listeners you know what I mean? I don't want to start I
1: like hipsters, but come on man, you guys love Gazzardi a little yeah. too much Anyway,
0: Radiohead's not that uh, good guys, but anyway <laughs> How
1: dare you say that uh, So anyway I just thought like, well you ran against the machine When are you going to speak up about the Madigan machine? But once you're in the statehouse, it's a different ballgame. People explain that to me. And, you know, wait, hey, I'm going to say this. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Okay. I shouldn't should not sit here and smugly and arrogantly criticize Democrats who are reluctant to criticize Madigan. Because I'll remind everyone out there that Madigan is their boss. And when have any of you spoken out against your boss? Even when you know your boss is up to no good. I don't know any reporter in the city of Chicago who's ever publicly gone said anything bad about their bosses privately. Oh, my God. That mother beep. Don't fool me. <laughs> so it's really easy for me to sit here in judgment of Will Guzzardi. And it's really easy for Dennis to sit there in judgment of Will Guzzardi uh, and to sit here in judgment of Carol and Yingling and all the others. Just pointing out he's the boss. So, whatever, you know, what is a Republican spoken out against Donald Trump? Hmm, Hmm. Jim Durkin speaking out against Donald Trump, new, 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 Darren Bailey, new, 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 Rob McGuievich, new, new, new. (laughs) Just saying, folks. So it's tough to speak out against your boss. Will Gazzardi it took you a little while, but you know, you came
0: to the conclusion. Hey, Gazzardi, back of the bus! That's it, give me the AirPods, you're done. (laughs) Oh, the Lord uh, <laughs> must have learned his bus manners me in me North here. Carolina. All right, I don't know where I tell you what, man, you cannot you
1: give him his earbuds back. Come on, that's real. You come on,
0: millennials without an earbud. Are you kidding me? Well, you're come not on. even on the give bus. Me. What are you even talking about? <laughs> Just so you know, though, Wait. you're not on, but I did. I have a seat saved for you right next to Kelly Cassidy, so don't worry.
1: Okay, come <laughs> yeah, on, that bus for a while. I can't remember where am I. On the bus. I know this. If they ever get around to ousting him, I'll be like the one guy going, don't leave. Yeah, Everybody goes one way. I go the other day. Come on. Makes life interesting.
0: Yeah, we know. You're a weirdo. All right. Steven on the live stream chat uh, finally says, <laughs> Steven on the live stream chat says, LMAO, you guys have no handle on hipster culture. And Steven, thank God. All right. <laughs> I really,
1: Stephen, I'm with you. My letter, I'm with you. I've I, I got to study more. I'm going to study more tonight, hipster culture, so I can do a better job.
0: All right, we're going to take a break. But before we do that, find us on social media at Benny J Show, B E N N Y, The Letter J Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can always send us an email, Benny J Show at gmail.com. Leave your name and where you're from. I have a better chance of getting your email read on the program if you do that. And you can leave us a voicemail. That's right. We have a phone number, 708-658-4788. That number again, 708-658-4788. We're not going to answer, but leave us a voicemail. And there's a good chance we'll play that voicemail on the program. Will it happen a month later? Maybe. All right. Working on that, trying to get better about that. Uh, and also, we want to remind everybody to download our part, or our our. I guess it's a part two of our program with uh, Director Steve James. It dropped last night, and it was a fantastic interview. Ben talked City So Real and so much more. It was a a great interview with the one, the only Steve James. We're going to do a lot of City So Real projects coming up very soon, so be on the lookout for that as well. All right, we're going to take a break here. Oh, by the way, you can find that at the Chicago Reader website and wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. Okay, we're taking a break, and when we come back, my Duke Masova returns. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show. We are live from my apartment and Ben's attic. Don't go anywhere we Exciting to write a book. Good question, man. Good question. (laughs)